0: CHAPTER Twenty Nine OF MEMORIES OF THE CIVIL WAR BY HENRY JAMES. THE librivox RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. MUSTARD OUT They are coming from the wars. They are bringing home their scars. They are bringing back the old flag, too, in glory. They have battled long and well, and let after-ages tell How they won the proudest name in song or story. Eugène H. Monday i remained in armory square hospital until the twenty sixth of may when i was transferred to a place called white hall on the delaware river about eighteen miles above philadelphia it was formerly a seminary but had been taken for hospital use at the time i wished it had always remained what it was built for as it was the most lonesome and dreary place i ever saw the nearest place was a village called bristol two miles away and we went there when we could and those who were able traveled the country for miles around just to pass the time away it seemed very hard now that the war was over and our services no longer needed that we could not return to our homes on the seventh of june they began mustering out men of the different states and fifty to a hundred men left the hospital for home every day day after day passed and there still remained all those of my regiment six or seven with no sign of being mustered out on the third day of july we heard of our regiment passing through philadelphia on its way home and then we could content ourselves no longer we wanted to be with them when they entered old massachusetts again and to be with our comrades once more before the regiment was disbanded and those who had been our companions so long were scattered far and wide we went to the surgeon in charge and asked him why we were not discharged it takes a long time to get your descriptive lists from the front and i intend to have you veterans discharged for wounds received in action and you would get a hundred dollars extra was his reply but that was no inducement to me to stay there any longer and i asked him if i could not be sent to my regiment and he gave his consent so on the sixth of july in company with one or two others of my regiment i bade good-bye to my hospital life and started for massachusetts arriving in boston on the evening of the seventh we remained there that night and the next morning took the steamer for gallops island where our regiment was quartered here we remained until the thirteenth when the regiment was disbanded and the boys left for their homes the thirty-second was no more but their deeds will never die i went back to boston to wait for my discharge made a brief visit home to spend sunday and returned to boston where on the eighteenth of july eighteen sixty five i received my discharge and was a free man once more having served uncle sam for three years eight months and sixteen days i was with my company from the time i enlisted until i was wounded with the exception of two furloughs my wound was healed though i had to use a cane for some time longer when I enlisted, my mind was made up to do my duty, whatever the consequences, and I trust it will not seem like boasting when I say that I did so every time. When traitors tried to destroy the best government that ever existed and dishonor their country's flag, I felt it was my duty to enlist and do what I could for my native land, and I have never been sorry that I did so. My health was always good, and I was fortunate in battle never being laid off duty until i was wounded just before the last battle in which my regiment participated in thirty-eight battles i shared the dangers with my comrades of company b but where are the hundred and one men of my company who left concord for fort warren on that cold morning of december third eighteen sixty one i called the roll of company b in eighteen sixty five when there were but eight men left of the original company ah the memories that arise of the brave boys who shared with me the hardships and dangers of those long years of warfare brothers could not be dearer than those who have shared their last hard tack with me helped me off the field when wounded cheered me on the long and tiresome march when i was about ready to give up and drop by the wayside i think i used to dread the long marches more than i did the battles and welcome the sight of a brush with the enemy that would stop the march for a while we had each to carry a musket forty to eighty rounds of ammunition haversack with four to six days rations knapsack blanket shelter tent together with our canteen and other small articles that we could not do without and to carry this on the march from ten to twenty hours at a time with only a few moments now and then to rest often seemed more of a trial to me than the hardest fought battle i was ever in but the hardest trial of all was to have my comrades shot down on my right and on my left and to have to rush with the rest in the charge or in battle leaving them behind to suffer and die no words can do justice to that experience or the feeling of the battle-worn soldier when he starts out after the battle is over to hunt up his comrades that have not answered the roll call will never answer it again and he digs a hole in the ground with his bayonet and wrapping a blanket around his dead comrade's body lays him to rest in an unknown grave forevermore and now my story is told it is a plain, true tale of my experience in the war of the rebellion, and may help the future generations to understand just what their fathers suffered that their native land might remain forever an undivided nation. End of chapter twenty nine. End of Memories of the Civil War by Henry James.